Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That day I'll always remember. Yeah. That was the day Woo. that my daddy died. Yeah. I never got a chance to see. Never heard nothing. Bad things about him Mama, I'm depending on you To tell me the truth (laughs) Papa was a rolling stone Well, well, well Wherever he laid his hat was his home Yeah And when he died This was a long Well, y'all heard our rendition (laughs) <laughs> Terrell, Terrell ready to go tomorrow. Oh man. Okay, so so you know, I didn't want to necessarily jump into tell me his name again. Last name. Damar Hamlin. Yeah. Hamlin. So I didn't want to necessarily jump into Damar Hamlin too early before, you know, we start to see what's he gonna start to come out. And uh, it sounds like he's getting better, you know what I mean, and, and uh, safe recoveries from him, a speedy recovery. I hope that he can recover. But I wanted to bring on, because I, I didn't want to just be out there throwing stuff willy-nilly and this, that, and the third. So I wanted to wait. But I want to dip, dive into the psyche of the team, into the psyche of coaches, uh, parents, and talk to the great Jack Stark again, former Husker team psychologist for a long time, NASCAR, uh, Creighton Blue Jays, that all that whole nine, uh, Regent now. But I wanted to talk to Jack Stark uh, because he would be able to tell us. We had a lot of things going on at Nebraska when I was there. And with him being a team psychologist, he can break down a little bit deeper and in-depth the mind of what we're thinking to help you as the fan um, and as a listener. So. Without further ado, Jack Stark, you in the building. You there? I'm here. Good morning, Rashawn. Good to talk to you. Jack, what you do? You just roll out of bed just about five minutes ago or what? No, no. Turn no, him up. I'm always working. You working know me. Okay. I mean, but sound like you just, you fresh out the bed, man. No, man. I've been up. I'm getting old. That's all. You brush your teeth this morning, Jack? Eat breakfast? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, y'all. <laughs> I, I miss you, Rashawn. You're the best. Hey, listen, I'm only I'm one of the only ones out of his kids to give him problems, pick him up, toss him around, you know, try to see. Yeah. Jack, listen, you did you know Jack Stark was a boxer? No. Yeah. Jack yeah, Scott. My, my father was a Golden Glove in Hastings where I grew up, and so we all we all boxed. Uh, and my two brothers, older and younger, they, they uh, tended to also box without gloves, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. So, 
I grew up in the projects, so I know I know what it was like. Oh, you didn't have no projects when you were growing up. What projects oh, in Hastings? Yes, I did. It was a it was a it was a project. Y'all didn't have projects in Hastings, Jack Stark. They had they had three thousand people in a project, and it was dedicated to building the bombs in the Hastings um, de, uh, military depot, Navy depot. So they had soldiers placed out there, and they had these huge bunkers. And my mom and my wife worked in some of those things. And um, they had to do that right during the war and then after the war. So they had this really low-income housing, and a lot of people started out there right after the war. So I grew up there until I was about 14. So, wow. you know, it had, had to be tough in the, in the, be tough in the, in the project. Jack, it, it wasn't w- as tough as your project. Jack, <laughs> it wasn't. Listen, what year would that have been? In the 60s? It wasn't the projects when you were going to school. It, or it, was, it wasn't called the projects. It was just called the, the bunks or the military housing. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. So, oh, so Jack, Jack, man, I appreciate you, man, for coming back and gracious with your presence on the show. Terrell Farley's here. What's up, Jack? Hi, Terrell. Proud of you, man. How you doing, Jack? I'm doing good. See, I, see, I know Jack. Got a lot of v, memories of you. VJ said that, that's what VJ. The v, that's what VJ said. He said you got any questions from Jack? I said, I, mean, I used to visit with Jack every week, man. I, 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 <laughs> you know the difference between me and you and Jack? What? Right. So you 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 had to go visit with Jack because you had to. I wouldn't visit him because I wanted to. <laughs> well, that's the difference. You still you need him now. <laughs> so, that's why I'm calling him back. Yeah, I I ain't had no Jack in my life yeah, in a while. Yeah. You might get a call about three in the morning. Jack, hey, Jack is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something's pounding my head. Jack. It's, it's been on my head all day, Jack. <laughs> okay, so Jack, you know about what happened with. Yeah, I, I do know about it. Um, and I, I, since I've had heart problems myself, and um, I've gone through a lot of surgeries, and my, my specialty in uh, my medical practice after I left the Huskers, I worked a lot in cardiology. I was on a transplant team, and I talked to my uh, heart surgeon, um, and it's a condition called commodio cordis, which means, it's the Latin phrase, it means agitation of the heart. It's a very rare thing. You get hit right in the sternum, right in the middle, and what happens is, you get hit in between heartbeats, which is like a blink of an eye. In other words, it's 30, 40 thousandths of a second. So you go pump, 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 pump. And that in between is when if it, you get hit just right at that time, it can totally disorganize the electrical system of your heart and put you in cardiac arrest. So your heart's not pumping. And so the key thing is you've got five, six minutes to revive the person, and which they did. They had to shock him back twice paddling and if you do that then the oxygen to the brain is not uh, damaged um it's most vulnerable with kids in this country um who are in their early teens or you know anywhere from eight or eight up to uh maybe 20 where the rib cage isn't quite as developed and it happens in baseball you get hit with the ball or hockey with a puck mm. or football and about we lose about 20 people a year, so it's very, very rare, but it is scary. Um, and the key thing is to get immediate attention, because if your brain goes without oxygen, that's where you have problems where your organs shut down, you have uh, brain damage, etc. But I think um, the docs were right on it. Thank God it happened. You know, you, you're at a field where you got doctors right there. They could paddle him back. 
They could get him right to the hospital, get him on oxygen, lower his body temperature, uh, get him in treatment, and he's responding. And 60% of the people have full come out of this thing and have full recovery and stuff. It doesn't sound like there's going to be – it's too early to tell if there's going to be any kind of problems with it, but it would take him a while. But um, uh, I, I think he'll make full recovery. Jack, what do you tell the his his, his teammates? What do you, well, you know, how how's yeah. you how do you work that mentally? If that you know had that that had happened with us, how would you work that mentally? As far as what would that conversation look like? Well, there's a great picture that happened on the field. It was a picture of their quarterback, number seventeen. His name is Josh Allen. I worked with Josh uh, for three years at Wyoming. You know, I went up and worked with Craig Bull as their team psychologist. I got to know Josh really well. I visited his parents out in California, um, and before he got drafted and. Um, he was thinking about his junior or sophomore year, but his junior came up um, and he went after that. But I met his parents and I was incredibly impressed with his grandfather. Uh, Joshua was a cantaloupe farmer, uh, his parents, and really tough kid. Nobody recruited him, went to junior college. Now he looks like he's the best prospect. He was a sixth pick in the draft and it was probably now going to be the top pick in the country, probably the top quarterback. But I saw this picture of Josh and he had his hands over his nose and face and he looked like he was in total shock about the cry. And what happens is you see your teammate out there, and it, it hits you so hard. Like, I'm focusing on the game, and this is the most important thing in life. My friend that I know, I, I'm with every day. I work out with, I sleep with, sleep um, at, on the way games, um, and I'm eating with, etc. He could die. I mean, there, the guy, he doesn't, he's not breathing. So it shocks you. And what happens is nobody wants to play. You, you just give up. Um, I, I don't want to play. I don't. This, I could lose my friend. My whole brain is out of sync here, and it's terrifying. Now, um, I don't know if you, if you can remember back, but uh, remember when we played Florida uh, for the national championship game, we kicked off in that second half, and we the guy took it back, and we hit the guy so hard it dislocated his hip, mm-hmm. and they had to bring out the ambulance and put him in the ambulance, and the whole team, you could just see, for some, they quit. Yeah. And it wasn't that they're quitters. It was that they were so shocked. And I think some of them were saying, oh, my God, this is serious. Um, plus, I want to play pro. There's a lot of pro players there. I want to play pro ball. I don't want to get hurt. But more than anything, I, I, I just I, I don't feel like playing. So that had a big impact on that team. So it's, it's, it's shocking. And it, what it reminds you of is this is a dangerous game. And there's three things. In football, and I'm and I'm getting to see already a couple of pro players. So I don't want my grandkids to play the game. Um, it's not so much this that's that's the big problem. It's it's the paralysis sometimes that you worry about because we've had players that. But the big thing, um, and I'm sure you do. You ever have a concussion, Rashawn? <laughs> Jack, you yeah. you don't remember yeah. you don't remember my second year, my redshirt year. Uh, we were in practice in, in fall camp, and, and uh, the rescue squad having to come peel me up off the carpet. Well, you know, I do now. You yeah, me. yeah. So I. So I, that explains everything. That explains yeah. all. all. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that that explains it all, no, but- huh? Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a four fifty-five meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? 
Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But I had, I had them too in, in high school and I played. But I, and it's, so my point is, the biggest concern I have for my grandson or for anybody else and the parents is the, the concussions. And I, we're, we're really struggling with this in NASCAR. I mean, guys have had to quit driving because of the concern over they had five, six multiple concussions, like Dale Earnhardt Jr. So that's that's the the part we're trying. That's why we're getting to make try to make the, the the sport so much safer. You know, the helmets you can't hit it in the head, protect people, etc. And so the key thing I think for parents or people who are concerned, um, I'm all for getting a chest protector. If you're if you're playing hockey or you're playing baseball, so that don't get hurt. So it's rare, but um, so in football, you should have the shoulder pads should be able to take that. But you know, in the pros, it's a violent hit. Well, um, well, well Jack, it, let me it, let me let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah, because I want to talk about this now that he's getting better, right? Yeah. First of all, that was a horrible tackle. Mm. Bad technique. He was standing up high. Right? He let a guy get into his chest, and then he threw him down from the top. Okay? Now, if he had did a textbook tackle, would that have happened? Absolutely not. not. Absolutely not. But because he was high, the guy was running full speed and hit him, like you said, in the sternum. If I hit somebody right now at the exact same time you're talking, Jack, it could be lights out Tony. And so you you are taught to lead with your shoulder pads, not your chest, not your right. head, any of that stuff. So I, I think it goes back to fundamentals of the game being tossed out before in, in that situation, not to lessen the blow of what happened. Jack, right. I'm talking to Jack Stark, a, a former um, team psychologist. I still say he's still a team psychologist because he's still helping us to this day. Look at Terrell. He's getting a lot of help from Jack Stark. You can thank Jack Stark for helping you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but Jack, hey, yeah, but Jack, speaking of a guy from Florida, uh, his name was Jacquez Green. Broke his hip. Yeah. Yeah, broke his hip that game. Uh, funny thing about it, I grew up with this kid, and we played uh, yeah. against each other in high school. He was from uh, Fort Valley, Georgia. Played at Peach County. Um, ended up getting drafted by the Tampa Bay mm-hmm. Buccaneers and um, had a, a good good little career in football, but he, he broke his hip, and he, he turned out all right. That was a bad injury. Yeah, that's yeah. an interesting story. But you remember that? I mean, they, they just there was silence. There was, and when this happens, when you have got a guy going off the field in the ambulance, you're like, oh my god, this, what am I doing? Well, it just well, it causes this 
this emotional reaction of, of I could get hurt, I could die, I could get paralyzed. This is a scary thing. I never, because you never think about it. You just push it away. Yeah, well, Jack, he did something before the game that probably kind of prompted him getting, not prompted him for getting hurt, but he um, he was one of the guys that kicked one of our helmets right before the game. He and, was and, one of those dudes? Yeah, he, and fortunately he was. I'm sorry. And, 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 you know, it kind of fired us up, so we, we knew something was going to happen, but not like that. It's Who destroyed Aaron Penley? Aaron Penley, yeah. Penrod. Dude, Penrod would come. He would Penrod. Penrod would run down. This is what I'm saying about Nebraska football. You had people like Aaron Penley, who was like eighth yes. on the depth chart yes. at, at, at linebacker, but he was first on special teams. Yeah. See? Yeah. We got to get back yeah, to a, that. A, a bowling ball. Right. Hey, Jack, you remember Willis Brown? Yes, I do. Okay. So, you remember that practice, Willis Brown broke his neck, right? Yes. Oh Dude, my God, yes. That, was, that was one of the most – that was one of the worst days in Nebraska for me. Yeah. To have yeah. – see Willis – like that, and Willis never played again. Yeah, yeah. He never played again. He had to be and in the halo. Player. He had a good future. Yes, yes. And so, how do you, as a what, what do you say to the teammates of the guy who was getting worked on, or that's oh, in the hospital? Um, what do you say to those guys? Well, the first the first thing you kind of go through stages. The first stage is total shock. I, I don't understand what happened. This this is scary. I don't believe it. And, it, and you, you go through all these scary things in your mind. And then if you've ever been through anything before, you have we, we, people refer to post-traumatic stress disorder. It's like, you know, you, you've been something and, and afterwards you have this. So you, you don't have truly that, but you have a bit of a, a shock period where you're just, you're just kind of like out of it. You, you can't think straight. It may last seconds, minutes, hours. Um, and then the second stage is, is this can't be. This, this, he's going to get up, talk to me. Um, you know, God, why did you do that? And you go through the anger stage, and, and then finally you go around and it's like, okay, now what can I do to help him? Uh, but you go through these emotional things, and, and it's hard to cope with them, particularly if you've had other things going on in your life or you've been through things yourself. I mean, that, look, think about it, Rashawn. That, that struck you hard because of what you went through when they put you in the ambulance and took you out. Oh, yeah. Brought back that memory, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It, it it absolutely did. I mean, the, well, I guess the second time, but 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 to be carted off in that ambulance in your mind when you know you can't move, I, I still had a little you know movement in my toes and my fingers, but it's dang, am I ever gonna play again? Yes, yes. Or is this it? Is this my career? Tears start falling because you know that this could very well be the end before it even got started. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm an old man, but I went in and had my neck x-rayed because I was having some trouble a number of years ago. And my doc looked at me and said, Were you, did you get hit in football? I go, yeah, I got hit. I got knocked out. He goes, man, uh, you are a couple centimeters off of, of being paralyzed. It makes you think because <laughs> it was high. It was a high hit or high in the neck. But, yeah, those, um, it's scary. Um, but I, I want people to understand, too, that there's a ton of research and you and I, Rashawn, you got an education. Um, and Terrell, you guys got an education. I want my grandson to play the sport because there's so much you learn about teamwork and getting along with other people and competing, et cetera. And we got tons of research. We got millions of kids out there playing sports. And there's, they're hurting every sport basketball, hockey, you name it. It's not just football. Um, and you benefit from it. 
and we got to make the sport as safe as we can, as long as we can. We don't want kids playing tackle football until they're 12 or so, you know, somewhere in there, um, and protect kids. But, boy, I'm a huge – it changed my life. It changed your life. Sports was, was huge, and it gives you self-esteem. You know how to compete. The big thing today is, are you a team? you got to get along with people in a team, and we have people that don't get along. And that's what it teaches. It teaches you teamwork. And, you know, football, you got you got 11 other guys with you right there, and you you got to learn how to get along with them and, and depend upon them. In other words, you, you don't win. Jack, I'm talking to Jack Stark. If you just joined us, uh, former team psychologist for Nebraska, for Creighton, for NASCAR, for Earnhardt, for just, you know, just automatic, just great guy, right? Stark. Yeah, thanks. Stark. Even yeah. even even when you even even when you are mentally giving people the countdown to make them fall asleep because I remember I'd be yeah. like Stark, yeah. I can't yeah. sleep. Stark, Stark would be like, yeah, just listen to one of my tapes. And now <laughs> to this day, thirty years later, I'm still hearing Stark in my sleep talking about getting deeper. Yeah, five. I had, to, I had to come up and put him to bed. I would I would do hypnosis and make him go to bed because they were so jacked up. We even had to have Charlie McBride stop giving talks on Friday night because. He was getting Terrell so fired up, he couldn't sleep. <laughs> Terrell couldn't sleep anyway. Jerry Bland. <laughs> I did sleep. Oh, man. You did? I slept good. I, I always slept before the game. Yeah, I have to dream. I have to dream before the game. You, did you dream what you were doing? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's going That's to touchdown. That's called visualization. That's yeah, good. I was yeah. visualizing the game. So, Start talk yeah. about that, Stark. Visualization. Why, why, why did it work for Terrell to visualize what he was doing? You know, everybody couldn't figure out Terrell. Because he always seemed to be in a place he wasn't supposed to be. He would it would break coverage, but he would intercept the ball and was like, "Whoa, How did whoa, he break that play? whoa! Wait, wait, Jack, wait, go back, Jack. You said he would do what? He would break what? He, 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 would, <laughs> he would break containment. He, he would he he would he somehow seemed to everybody else had their you know zone coverage or whatever. He would break it and go and intercept he, the ball and make a play that we we're all looking like." How do you figure that one out? Like, he's not supposed to be there, but he knew where to go. He just had this instinctive thing about it. And a lot of times, you listen to the great Jerry Rice and those people, they visualize. They visualize catching that ball and going for a touchdown thousands of times before it ever happened. And it's, if he did that, I didn't know he was doing it. But if he did that, that, that contributes. That explains some things. It explains a lot. Yeah. That Terrell Farley had no responsibilities. They just told – I know McBride just said, Terrell – just play football, son. I mean, no, I, I, I would, I would go to my break, but if I seen something like, if I see like one, one game, I could say Arizona State. I seen a screen coming, so I broke my contain, and about the time I got to the running back, I just he tipped the ball right into my hands, yeah. and I scored for like twenty yards. So it was, it was more of me seeing the play develop before it even happens. Yeah. So it was more mm. possible for me to get there. Listen, we're going to throw it to break. I got I got Jack Stark in the building. We got Terrell Farley, the black shirt. Jake Bakovan, the ticket, 93.7. More Jack Stark right after the break.